This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 18th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. I want to open today's episode saying thanks again to my friend Greg Cook for turning in a stellar performance last week. There was lots of history shared and reminiscing done about the glory days of IFA, and of course, most importantly to me, our conversation provided lots of take-home value for you. This week, my interview with Angela Healy is one that I am particularly looking forward to, and for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, this episode is the May installment of my Rising Stars of Franchising series. As much as I enjoy my weekly interviews with high-level accomplished franchise executives, I really do look forward to these monthly Rising Star episodes that give me the chance to smoke out some of those emerging brands that I can catch doing things right, and it lets me place the spotlight on them for all to see. While I certainly treasure the FRM Solutions side of my life as a partner in a company that serves the enterprise level of franchising, enabling them to manage relationships with their franchisees, I truly feel blessed for the ability to also be a principal in Zor Forum where, along with my partners Dave Pazgan, Graham Chapman, and Eric Mayers, I get to help mold the clay on up-and-comers, those emerging franchisors of brands who are often just coming out of the gate or rounding the first or second turns on their franchise journeys. It is in that space that I give thanks daily for the honor to enjoy personal relationships with icons like Emith author Michael E. Gerber, franchising icons like John Francis, passionate executives like Jerry Henley, and I enjoy relationships with affiliated pros like the teams at Thrive, Franman, and Drum Law, helping to inspire and empower newbies in the franchising space to get it right the first time. Today's conversation is with one such executive. Angela Healy is the CEO of Avenue West, this month's rising star in franchising. When I return in two minutes or less, it will be my honor to introduce you to her. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% free programming options with more than 50 channels of highly engaging and entertaining programming that is audio optional and guaranteed to please your customers and even increase their average ticket per visit. So here's how it works. Atmosphere hooks you up with an Apple TV HD receiver loaded with more than 50 channels of fully licensed, no cost to you, fun and lifestyle programming. These channels include Jive and Red Bull 
TV, bloopers, superhuman feats, and an array of viewing options that don't require sound to be enjoyed. And this offer is not just limited to restaurants or bars. No, any business with a TV screen in its waiting room can benefit from Atmosphere's free programming offer as well. So what are you waiting for? Cut the cord on overpriced cable and get Atmosphere TV with its 100% free, engaging, and entertaining programming options. Keep your guests happy while they wait to see you instead of watching the clock and their wait times. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto repair shops, anyone with TVs in your waiting rooms, jump onto this amazing offer today. And if you text the word FRANCHISE to 474747, Atmosphere will waive the $100 setup fee for the Apple TV HD receiver that they'll ship to you as well at no cost. Atmosphere TV, changing the way businesses view television. Find them online at atmosphere.tv and remember, text FRANCHISE to 474747 for the no-charge Apple receiver. Cut the cord and get rid of cable today with Atmosphere TV. As some of you may know, I began my franchise career in residential real estate, converting large local real estate brokerages to brands such as the likes of ERA and the legendary Rock. No, not the Rock of WWE or Hollywood fame, but rather the iconic Rock of insurance and real estate fame, the Prudential, and what was then known as PREA, Prudential Real Estate Affiliates. In those days, it was my job to convince high-powered and independent real estate brokers that their world was changing and that while they could certainly dig in and ignore those changes, they would do better to jump in with brands like ours and protect themselves from the losses they would otherwise suffer if they chose to remain independent. Well, since those days, the real estate brokerage industry has morphed again and again, in fact, by umpteen orders of magnitude. And now comes Angela Healy, a game-changing visionary herself in the world of real estate leadership, investment, management, business development, and technology to help others as astute as her benefit from her vision. With more than 25 years of industry experience, Angela Healy is the co-owner of Avenue West, a Denver-based managed corporate housing concept and of Avenue West Global Franchise, along with her husband, Tim, they guide their firm's strategies for growth and ensure that Avenue West's core philosophy of investor-centric decision-making is reflected throughout the company and its culture. Angela played an integral role in the growth of Avenue West companies. During her tenure, Avenue West has grown exponentially from being a small, local real estate investment brokerage to a national award-winning franchise organization representing annual gross revenues in excess of $20 million and with more than $150 million in residential real estate under management. Angela is here to tell us all about an exciting new niche that she has carved out for Avenue West, one that she is sharing nationally vis-a-vis -vis franchising as a refreshing new spin on residential real estate brokerage. Angela Healy, welcome to Franchise Today. Oh, thank you so much, Stan, for having me. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Well, I'm going to enjoy this conversation as I think I shared with you. My roots in franchising were born out of residential real estate conversions, and I spent the first many years of my franchise career having conversations with some of the most strong-willed, strong-egoed people right up there with car dealers. I think real estate brokers, as a stereotype, are pretty strong-willed and strong egos, 
And here comes a guy like me trying to convince them that they want to have a conversation about a franchise. And they looked at me like, who in the world are you? I am the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, I had those conversations with some pretty powerful names in the business right here in Atlanta, which I know you're present here. So the name Harry Norman will mean something to you, won't it? Oh, yes, it does. I I actually lived in Atlanta for eight years, so very familiar. Well, back in the 80s, I had those conversations or conversations like those with the likes of Harry Norman, the likes of Johnny Isaacson, who went on to become my senator, but he was the real estate broker back when I first came to Atlanta. And he was one of those many that slammed the door in my face. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that was character building for me. And you've come a long way. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your way and how franchising discovered you. What was the inflection point that brought you and your background in finance and technology and real estate together with franchising? Help us out with that. Absolutely. Um, It found me on accident. (laughs) Um, We were trying to grow a real estate brokerage um, into many cities and, and turns out into many states. And as we were doing that, I was getting a real estate license in every state that we were expanding into. And after I got my third one, I was like, I can't get 50 of these. (laughs) Um, And so we had to try to find a better way to, to expand. And when we looked at franchising, obviously that provided us with the opportunity that we needed to expand the company. And so your vision was that The Denver, Colorado area can be home based to more than one great real estate franchise then, I guess. I guess it could. (laughs) At least that's our hope. Yes. So for the sake uh, of the audience, as an insider comment, that would be a reference to Remax. Yes, it would. But, you know, and it's proved to be a really nice model. Um, I know some people ask us, why don't you just expand directly? But really having the local expertise on the ground um, has also been a really nice piece of what we're doing. So the the franchising model is a real key piece of our long-term growth. So we're, we're excited to um, turn into a franchise and, and start our growth throughout the country. So we've got you down as a rising star of franchising for the month of May, when in reality, you have a tremendous amount of business background and experience, but franchising and you are only a couple or three years old together. Isn't that right? That is correct. So my my initial background is in finance. I worked for commercial banks throughout California and Atlanta, as we discussed earlier, doing commercial financing mainly for technology-backed, venture-backed companies. And thought I would be a banker forever, but then the opportunity came for me to move to Denver. And when I came here, I fell in love with the city and then took the opportunity to join a brokerage here, a real estate brokerage, and got my real estate license and have never looked back um, at the banking again. So it, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a great opportunity for me. It all kind of fall, fell into place at the right time. And so then you were doing traditional real estate brokerage? So the firm that I had joined was called Avenue West. It was the original flagship office for our franchise. And we were focusing on real estate property management, but not your traditional unfurnished. We were focused on 
fully furnished properties, and we were renting them to the corporations in the area that were either bringing employees in on assignment or relocating people to the area for 30 plus day stays. So not your nightly Airbnbs. These were, a lot of them are consultants coming in on assignment. Typically they're given like a 90 day assignment that can renew month to month after that. So it, it was a neat niche in the market. I mean, typically when you're talking to real estate property managers, it's a lot of work to do the unfurnished rentals in order to get any kind of income from it because the margins are very, very slim. And because we were bringing in such a um, high class clientele and we were providing the property fully furnished, we were able to make between two and three times the margins that you would make on a traditional unfurnished property management company. So who owned these properties? Where do you go for inventory? So in Denver, we, we manage about 100 properties and we have about 97 property owners. It's typically one property, one person. And a lot of times we're finding them through the HOAs of the buildings that we're targeting. And whether it's a person who owned the condo or townhome, and then they decided to purchase a home, but they didn't want to leave the real estate. They wanted to stay as a landlord, but they had a fully furnished property that they were leaving. So it could easily turn into our program. We've also found properties through people in the building getting married, and then they keep the second property as a rental. Or we also have investors that are purchasing it specifically for our program. So like I just got back from vacation time in beautiful Amelia Island, Florida, and I spent a grandiose week inside of a beautifully furnished two-bedroom condo through VRBO. Mm -hmm. You would be like the VRBO of the corporate world for extended stays, not just weekends or one week or two week vacations. Isn't that a fair assessment of just a reference point? It is a very fair assessment. But the nice thing about our properties is we have a very strict standard of what needs to be included and what can't be included. So a lot of the VRBO properties, it's someone's second home that they're renting out, but they have fully designed it for them. And they may have their personal photos or they might have a bunch of the closets locked off because you're only going to be there for a short period of time. So you don't need the extent of the closets that were there. With the corporate rental, they do get access to the full property and it is specifically set up so that, you know, every one of our units has a standard set of inventory in it. Not that they're identical, but that it has the couch, the sofa, the end tables, the lamps, you know, you have the full set of inventory so that when a corporation signs with us, they know they're going to get a specific quality of property and everything in the property has to be working. You can't lock something off and just say, oh, we're just not going to use that during your stay. Everything has to be working and functional and completely up to snuff. So you began this in 2017 as a franchise business, and this is really a unique niche that you're in. I know a lot of corporate relocation services, and I guess some rentals come along with those, or you get put into hotels, I think, or into extended stays, not a fully furnished home. So where did this idea originate, and how was concept proven? This has been around for 10 or 11 years now, I guess, and what, three or four cities? Sure. So corporate housing as an industry, we have the Corporate Housing Providers Association, and the industry has been around since the 60s. And traditional corporate housing companies will rent apartments and put rental furniture in the property and then rent those to their corporate clients. 
And so that model has been around since the 60s. When we came in, we said, you know, is there a better opportunity here for us to provide a more unique product that would be more comfortable for the end user because they're going to be in a condo or a townhome or even a house. Um, 15% of our inventory are homes. And so it's better for the actual occupant staying in the unit. The corporation gets a benefit because their employees can be more productive because they're not so worried about their home surroundings. Like maybe they've relocated an entire family and instead of being in a 1,500 square foot apartment, they can be in a 20 500 square foot house and it's a lot more comfortable for the entire family unit. And then from from our perspective, we look at individuals who would normally be renting these properties unfurnished, making a particular cash flow per year. And we're offering those investors more cash flow per year in exchange for coming into our program. So it's really a win-win for everyone. And our companies that we work with, the corporations, they really like our model and really like the product that we offer and and so it really made sense to start to expand that model into other areas, because if you think about the traditional corporate housing, renting an apartment, and then trying to sublet that apartment, there's a lot of risk associated with that model, including going through a pandemic where the fifth largest company in our industry went bankrupt because they were holding too many apartment leases at the wrong time. And we were able to really get through the pandemic, certainly there was a month there where we were all kind of holding our breath saying, you know, what's going to happen here? But because we had such a unique product offering, we were, we were able to adapt that product offering during that time frame and house executives that were leaving hotspots. So it wasn't the corporation that was putting them up. They were just leaving on their own and saying, okay, we're going to work remotely. That doesn't mean we have to work in the middle of downtown LA or New York where there was just a hotspot. And so they were finding a lot of our properties and we were able to fill up pretty quickly after the corporations kind of pulled back initially, which actually led us to be one of the fastest growing companies in 2000. We won the award in 2001, or, I'm sorry, 2021. 20, yeah, thank you. And, and we were the 435th fastest growing company on the Inc. 5000 list because we were able to adapt during that environment. So the thing that struck me in our previous conversation as a run-up to today's interview was you became a franchisor about a year or two before the world is struck by a pandemic. <laughs> yes. That knocked a lot of people down and some didn't get back up. Mm -hmm. But what you shared with me was that you had already awarded franchises in some major markets around the country, but put the brakes completely on and it was all hands on deck to work with your existing franchisees. Talk some about that cultural decision and what that did to strengthen the bonds between you and your franchisees. It was a very key decision. My husband, Tim, and I, we run the franchise together and it was a very scary time frame. And we have 15 franchises across the country. And we looked at each other and we said, you know what, we need to focus on what we already have and make sure that every one of those franchises makes it through this unprecedented event. And so you're correct. We did put the brakes on um, starting or opening new franchises and we really doubled down and we started having weekly meetings with all of our franchises and really starting to try to figure 
figure out how are we all going to survive this? Okay, there's this new thing called a PPP loan or an EIDL loan. And how do we get that? And instead of all 16 of us having to go and figure out how to get it individually, Tim and I were doing all of that research and then giving that information to the franchise so that they could easily and quickly get assistance. Or or as we saw the whole trend of executives trying to get out of the hotspot areas for their families, we're like, okay, we need to adapt to this. And once one city saw it, we all started looking for it and just really trying to help each other. Because basically we were 15 little companies all doing the exact same thing in different cities from each other. So we were experiencing the exact same things. And we were able to help each other through all of that. And I'm happy to say that all 15 of us survived through the pandemic, came out the other end a lot stronger. And certainly the bond that we created with the franchises is something I could have, you know, I always try to look for silver linings and things that happen. And definitely the silver lining for us through the pandemic was that bond that we created with our existing franchises. And they knew that our top priority priority was their success, not the franchise growing or any of that. So this is the story you've just shared is the reason why you're here today and why I consider you a rising star in franchising because it's a cultural thing. And there are too many people that are recently emerging franchisors, becoming emerging franchisors that haven't lived the culture long enough to understand the difference between franchising and how it operates as compared to a subordinate relationship with employees. And it's a learning curve that sometimes takes a little longer for people to catch up with. You did it under fire. so. <laughs> well, and, and certainly all of these franchisees are an extended part of my family. I mean, we all work so much in our jobs that you end up spending quite a bit of time with all the people that you're working with compared to your family. And I really do view every one of our franchisees as an extended part of my family. I mean, I'm, I want to know that they're okay. I want to know that they're succeeding. Is there anything I can do to help them? And they all know that it's genuine. It's not just me saying that. It really is how I feel. And at the end of the day, everything that we're doing here and anything that anyone is doing, whether they work for one company or another, ultimately they're doing it for the sake of their family. And if we can't grow and help those people's families, then what are we here for? And and so that's it's very important to me. When we come back from a break, we're going to talk more about the specifics of the business model as compared to residential real estate brokerage, as most of us know it. But I want to ask you going into the break, where you went to get your education? education in franchising? Who helped you stand this up as a franchise and teach you the ropes and the cultural differences between those subordinate versus interdependent relationships? Oh, there is a group of people here in Denver that focus on nothing but franchises, and they have been a wealth of information. Our attorneys, our accountants, just tapping that network was so important in in turning this into a franchise. I couldn't have done it without them. Excellent. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk some more about the managed corporate housing business as compared to chasing signs, as I think we would call those listing and sales brokers that are kinds of real estate people 
people that most of us are familiar with and the difference between the two, especially in a post-COVID world, and learn from you where you see things moving in the next one, two, three, maybe five years out if you can see out that far. We're talking today with Angela Healy, CEO of Avenue West, a unique niche in the world of residential real estate. We'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zor Forum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zor Forum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zor Forum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And the conversation continues today with Angela Healy, and we're talking about managed corporate housing as a niche within the residential world of real estate, which puts a whole new spin on how people in the residential real estate world, especially now post-COVID and Zillow's and all these people that are trying to sell your house with no showings and just guaranteed offers. And the world has changed in residential real estate just a whole lot since my years in it. And my guess is especially in the last couple or three years, Angela, talk about the difference between the niche that you're in from a stability perspective and how that looks from this type of a franchise. This really does provide a lot more stability. One of the things that we talk to with potential franchisees is the recurring revenue model of Avenue West. Because you are renting properties, you're making a certain percentage of that rent every single month that someone is in the property. And that provides you with a steady cash flow for your business and then ultimately for you to turn into your income. And a lot of of the brokers that we're talking to, they're chasing the next sign. You know, where do I put my next sign that will lead to my next income? And with, like you said, the Zillows of the world and a lot of the other software and technology that's coming out, they are trying to remove the real estate agent from that equation. And it might not happen overnight, but I do think that they will be successful. They're pretty large companies with some deep pockets. And so what does that mean for us? It means as a realtor, those relationships that you are building is what is going to drive your revenue. And the nice thing about the corporate housing piece is when you're putting tenants into a property for a temporary basis, their next step is, okay, now that I have lived in my temporary property for a couple of months, I know the city and I'm ready to purchase. And you're right there able to take that lead and turn it into a real estate purchase. Or we work with investors that are interested in purchasing property in your program and you become the expert of that. 
you know exactly where you want those properties to be located and which property they should purchase. So it just makes sense for them to use you as the realtor to purchase that transaction. And then certainly over time, as an investor has been in your program for years, they'll get to the point where they'll want to do a 1031 exchange, or maybe they need to just sell the property outright. And you're there again, you've been developing that relationship over the years to then turn around and sell that property for them. So not only are we giving you the monthly recurring revenue from the rentals, but then you're getting a pipeline of deals for the real estate business as well. And that's typically what real estate agents are always looking for, aren't they? It's mm -hmm. not just today's listing, but it's getting to become the expert in your community and that you see more of my signs than most other people's so that you'll refer to me, you'll yes. send leads to me, you'll know that I've trusted from another time that you've done business with me. And over time, those agents and brokers are building up a lot of credo mm -hmm. in their local communities that they serve. But what they're not doing is they're not getting the stability that you're talking about with the steady income from rental properties. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people who were property managers in the past, they think of unfurnished property managers and unfurnished property managers do a lot of work for a little bit of profit margin. And what we're doing is because we're providing that corporate connection, which an individual really can't get on their own. I mean, it's not like Apple or Amazon is going to come to someone who has one rental property and say, oh, let me rent your property. They're looking for a corporation that has hundreds of rental properties where they can put all of their employees kind of with a one-stop shop. So we're really bridging that gap so that an individual investor can have a corporate rental or a corporation renting their property and which provides for that higher income bracket because you're providing them all of the pieces that they need fully furnished with the utilities included and the correct billing and everything that goes along with what that corporation needs to book the property. And then the side of the business that calls on corporate to make them aware of your services? Is there a dedicated team that does those calls and enlightens businesses in your community to the availability of your service? We do. That's one of the first things that Tim and I added to the franchise was a national sales team to market to those corporations. So if you're a new franchisee, while well, you're out trying to develop those property relationships and where are we going to have the rental properties, then the team here, we, we flip a switch and we say, okay, XYZ Corporation, we're now in, I don't know, Nashville, Tennessee. And so we already have the relationships with the corporation such that then leads will immediately start coming in for that territory. And so it's, it's a nice way for a franchise to kind of get up and running a lot quicker because we have that national sales team. Now, we certainly encourage every franchise to also work on potential customers that will be immediately in your area because the national sales team might not be able to find the smaller companies that are just located in your city, but it's not like you necessarily have to do that day one. So in traditional real estate, the things that I used to offer to brokers to convert to Prudential or to the ERA system were relocation services, they were home warranty services, they were training. What other types? of tools and opportunities are you providing those who buy your franchise in addition to the national sales team? We really want it to be kind of a one-stop shop where a new franchise comes in. We're giving them their website immediately. It's tied to our website, so it already has good SEO activity associated with it. Then we're also providing the reservation software for you to do your bookings and your leases and keep track of all your tenants and your C 
CRM. We also have the system in place in terms of we have about a 150 point checklist where every property has to go through that checklist. And how do you do that? Where do we purchase our linens and towels? Everything all the way down to the nuts and bolts within the property. We have all of the vendors for that. And because we are right now 15 franchises and we're moving to 30, we get buying power associated with those connections so that you're not necessarily buying the linens and towels for rack price. So every little piece that you would need along the way, we already have a vendor relationship with that. And then you can tie into that special pricing that you would get for that. And then you go through your three-day initial training with us here in Denver. And then we do a year's worth of training on the post side. So once a week, For the next 52 weeks, we're doing those weekly conversations for an hour, sitting down and saying, okay, this is really where we think you should be focusing this next week. This is what we need to be adding this week. And we have it all laid out to kind of get a franchise to 30 properties within three years. And that's kind of our our goal for every franchise is to at least have 30 properties. They can decide to be larger, like Denver is 100 properties, but we really want to try to get everyone to that 30 property mark. We feel that that's really the key sweet spot for every territory. What I love about this is this isn't just another add-on. This is not another Keller Williams chasing a Remax or Century 21 being chased by an ERA. This is disruptive. This is taking a whole different slant on real estate and moving the cheese. What about the owners of these franchises? Do they have to be licensed brokers or could a business person actually acquire the franchise and retain the services of a managing broker? So we certainly like it when the franchisee is a broker, but we have had instances where they come into us and they aren't yet and they're out trying to get their initial license and then they've hired a managing broker to be the managing broker until they're able to get that designation. But certainly we have some states like Texas where you have to be a 10-year veteran in order to become a managing broker. So it's very likely that you might have that managing broker piece for a bit. But our kind of our newer franchise was Raleigh. She was a nurse and really wanted to get out of nursing and be able to raise a family and be with her children during the day and stop working the overnight shifts. (laughs) And she had a love for real estate. She had one rental property that she had on Airbnb and was doing it nightly and figured that there had to be a better way. And she started searching the internet and found us. And then we kind of gave her all the pieces that she needed to, to kind of turn this into a business. And I think it was only five months, maybe it was even only four months, she was able to quit her nursing job and do this full time. So it really didn't have a huge runway. You definitely want a little bit of capital to get you going, but it wasn't like you needed several years worth of runway. She was able to leave the nursing within four months. This is fascinating. And, you know, I always think about real estate as as being an expensive investment. You've got yard signs, you've got all kinds of marketing tools and resource needs. And I just feel like this is more of a, a disruptive uh, concept that's ready for the times. And I think it's fascinating that you're doing this on, on a national scale with 15 already in place, 15 more coming. What's on the horizon one, three, and five years out, or is that too far for me to ask you to look given the world we're living in today? No, I mean, it, our our goal to expand to 30 is our five-year goal, and our 10-year goal is to expand to 100 cities. And every time we add another city, it gives us 
better buying power from the vendor perspective. But then secondly, from the customer perspective, we're able to get in with larger and larger corporations. Take State Farm, for example, not the little individual insurance offices, but their main headquarters is located in Phoenix, Dallas, and Atlanta. And we're now in all three of those cities. So that allows us to be at the table with State Farm and saying, when you have corporate relocations, let us be one of your vendors. So as we're looking around at the companies that we're really targeting, we're saying, okay, we need a franchise in Salt Lake City. We need one in Huntsville. We need one in Nashville. So we've got some ideas of where we want to expand, but certainly if someone listening is in a different city, corporate housing is in just about every city. And if you think about 30 properties, what's the likelihood that I could get to 30 properties and how quickly our Las Vegas franchise got to 30 properties in two years? She's our current record holder. So it doesn't take a lot to make this a really nice, successful franchise. Angela, what have I not asked you that might wish that I did, if anything? I think we've pretty much covered most of it. Just in terms of being able to find us, our website is avenuewest.com. Com. And, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. But certainly come and check us out and see if it might be something of interest to you. You took my last question away from oh, me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be the last question, but I really enjoyed this. And I knew I was going to when we spoke about it in the first place. And I really do think that you are the role model for the cultural fit that it takes to be a success in franchising, to live through the pandemic and to not just live through it, but to be so early stage when it hit and to manage it with steady hands says a whole lot about you and your husband. And I'm looking forward to learning more about Avenue West and keeping an eye on you guys as you progress, because I really do think you're disruptors. Angela Healy, a pleasure having you. And thanks again for sharing with the audience here on Franchise Today. Really appreciate it, Stan. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for today. We'll be back to do it all again Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern with another great interview. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising. And Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.